I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, I'm Sanchita Sharma. I'm the health and science editor with the Hindustan Times. Welcome to my podcast, Healthwise. Each episode will bring you up to speed with the top of the mind health, science, and environment issues. You'll hear experts who will help you better understand policy and decipher jargon so that you can make the choices that work best for you. It's now been close to six months since the new coronavirus first became known. During this time, the understanding about how it spreads and sickens people and what you and I should do to avoid getting infected has really evolved and in some cases, some of the theories have changed dramatically over time. So let's take a look at what is now known and what is still not known about the virus and the disease and how best we can protect ourselves against it. So how does it spread? Well, the primary source of infection is through infected droplets released when an infected person coughs or sneezes, which are then inhaled by others within a radius of two meters. So which that's the reason why WHO and public health agencies recommends that everyone should wear a three-layer mask Uh, which can be a fabric washable mask or a non-medical mask that that acts as a barrier for potentially infectious droplets in public to avoid getting infected from the new coronavirus. However, people over 60 with health issues should wear a medical mask in settings where social distancing cannot be achieved and medical staff and people working in close proximity to patients who are looking after patients must use personal protection, equipment which includes face shields, respirators, coveralls, masks, gloves, goggles and shoe covers because they are exposed to high concentrations of the virus and also uh, viruses in in the form of aerosols which stay suspended in the air for longer which are usually found in isolation wards and even more often in ICU settings. So can you get infected from contaminated surfaces? Well, earlier it was believed that the virus could very easily spread from contaminated surfaces such as handrails, doorknobs, tabletops, and even cash for that matter. But uh, later on, scientists found that infectivity is heavily dependent on the type of surface the infected droplet lands on, the density of the virus particles in the spray, and the environmental conditions such as temperature, sunlight, and wind, which actually lower infectivity because of the degeneration of the virus and also because of the way they affect dispersal of the virus. So new evidence seems to suggest that transmission through surfaces is rare and the primary source still is person to person through virus containing respiratory droplets that are exhaled by an infected person while speaking, coughing or sneezing. So however, health agencies caution that we're still learning more about the virus and I'm quoting here, they say that it may be possible that a person can get COVID-19 touching a surface or object that has the virus on it and then touching their own mouth, nose or possibly their eyes. However, this is not thought to be the main way the virus spreads. Uh, This is according to the US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. 
So does hand washing protect you against the virus? Well, moderate frequency hand washing with soap and water, which is about 6 to 10 times a day, lowers your risk of getting coronavirus disease by up to 36% compared to people who wash their hands less than 5 times a day. And this is a study which was done by the University College of London in the UK. And when water is not available, clean your hands with alcohol-based sanitizers. And along with this, you must use other protective measures such as face masks, social distancing and keeping your hands away from your eyes, nose and mouth because that's the way the virus can reach your face and you may end up inhaling it uh, and getting infected. However, all these things have to be done properly and they have to be combined to offer higher protection. So what are the settings where it spreads the fastest? Well, existing evidence suggests that faster spread happens when the concentration of the virus is higher and which generally happens in closed locations and spaces. So what we found is that in places which are uh, enclosed, such as healthcare settings, hospitals, clinics, care homes for the elderly and the sick, inside airplanes, restaurants and crowded places with reduced ventilation and air conditioning, these are the places where a, even asymptomatic people who don't have symptoms, who have very mild disease or pre-symptomatic people, these are people who are infected but still haven't developed the symptoms which take about five or six days to develop, they can infect others very easily. So a good way to know whether you're a safe distance away is to really understand the flow of exhaled cigarette smoke. So this is an example all of us can uh, easily associate with. So exhaled cigarette smoke also contains submicron particles that follow comparable flows and dilution patterns as the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So when you're looking at the distance from a smoker at which you can smell cigarette smoke indicates the distance in these surroundings at which you could inhale infectious aerosols that contain uh, the new coronavirus. So this is of course a very broad indication but it does help understand how far the virus can travel in suspended particles in air. Of course, even indoors, how much virus you are exposed to depends on several factors like in ventilation, the number of people in the room, the number of infected people in the room, the time spent indoors because that exposes you to the virus for a longer period of time and also the activities and conditions that affect flow. So all these things matter and that really affects your risk of getting coronavirus disease. So it's being outdoors less risky. So again, there are several ambient factors that determine the, the infected droplet concentration and the distance they travel. So here, of course, it's breeze, wind, air streams, which transport infectious droplets over a long distance. Uh, but there are other factors that affect its infectivity, such as uh, ultraviolet radiation in, the su in sunlight, which can inactivate the virus. And the virus is also believed to be sensitive to ambient temperature and relative humidity as well as pollution in the air, all of which can modify the aerodynamic characteristic and also uh, both increase and affect the way it disperses in the air. Having said that, uh, I must point out that viral concentrations are more readily diluted outdoors, even though there are few studies done outdoors because you can't control the environment. But still, if you're outside and you maintain social distancing, you stay at least two meters away from the nearest person and you use personal protection like face masks and hand washing, you're likely to be much safer outdoors than you would be indoors. So if there's a cluster near your house, are you more at risk of getting infected? Well, scientists have found the genetic material of the new coronavirus uh, in patients two or three days before symptoms develop. So these people are called pre-symptomatic. 
And they've actually found that the viral load in the upper respiratory tract peaks within the first week of infection, after which it gradually declines over time. So if you have many cases in your neighborhood, the odds of there being pre-symptomatic people or e even asymptomatic people, and these are people who are infected but who have very mild disease, they don't feel sick, so they don't get tested, they don't know they're infected. So there's a chance of people like them spreading infection to others. So which is why even if you take extreme precautions, there could be a chance of you getting infected. So in such situations, it's best to stay quarantined, uh, step out using protective precautions. Uh, like I said before, social distancing, I can't stress enough, wearing masks, hand washing, and decontaminating surfaces in public areas like your gate and your uh, door. And uh, you should be fine. And so you should just remember when you're entering your house, wash your hands. When you're stepping out, you should wash your hands and just make sure that you're protected, you're safe when you're leaving the house. Because if we have to ensure that each one of us stays safe, because that's really the only way of stopping the spread of this deadly disease. If you still have any queries or would like me to cover a certain health topic, do feel free to reach out to me. You can reach me at sanchex, that is at S-A-N-C-H-X, or at HT Smartcast. We are available on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com. Until next time, goodbye. Hi, I'm HT Smartcast, and I hope... You're safe and well. The next episode is about to begin. But just a small message of solidarity before that. In difficult times like these, living in isolation isn't going to be easy. But what if working from home, our own comfort zones, helps us discover new ways of being? What if this calm, this rest, it helps us listen to ourselves and the people around us more deeply. While that happens, you can find me at htsmartcast.com. Connecting you to the world of comedy, culture, motivation, news. You know, just in case you need some smart company. Thanks for listening. Take care. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.